Welcome to The Gig Is Up, a podcast about the present and future of the local music scene. In this podcast, we converse with musicians, producers, and other members of the community about how this unique point in history contextualizes the local music scene and how we imagine its future. I'm Helena Barakel. And I'm John Pasquale. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, cuties, we have to be completely honest with you. Two things. Uh, <laughs> uh, first off, um, <laughs> this is a... Uh, what were we going to say? Uh, this is a, a second take of the intro. Yeah. Um, because we recently found out that the feedback noise hoo-ha on my end, my microphone, my device, whatever, was giving us poo-poo quality audio. So I have to apologize, which is a shame because in our first take, we talked about some really cool shit, um, really cool, heavy, heady shit. We talked about Biden while that was yeah. fresh, but that's not fresh anymore. And considering how unlinearly that, that time passes and warps, yeah. because like before... Before this recording of this take, Biden was the most discursively prominent thing. And then Typhoon Ulysses came in. And I mean, just another day in the Philippines of uh, devastations coming at us uh, at a pace uh, that we can't keep up with uh, cerebrally. Uh, But, you know, on the bright side of things, what you just heard in the intro was (laughs) uh, our indie rock theme. Uh, so that's cool. <laughs> I mean, there's all this shit going uh, on, but hey, we have variation. <laughs> but hey, we we have we have crumbs. Um, uh, so that's cool. Uh, Helena and I decided many moons ago that um, uh, for our podcast, our theme would have different genres. Yeah. So like, uh, thank you to Lower Myth for taking on the challenge. Thank you, Lower Myth. Oh my gosh! But like. All that aside, Helena, how how are you doing today? Um, I'm okay. Uh, I I foster cats, so I had a new batch of foster kittens come in the other day. So that's been cool, like getting to know them and getting them settled in. That's pretty much what's been going on with me. What about you? I'm doing okay. I'm more interested in your cats because, like, um, I, <laughs> I I, I'm more interested <laughs> in the exploits of Levi's furry friends. <laughs> Um, because like I know that um the newest batch of kittens that you got uh now are the the name theme is is bugs, bugs. which is really cute. Do you want to talk about your little bug babies? Uh, they're so tiny. Um I have two stray cats that I've cared for who are named bugs. One is literally bug, sorry, and the other one is butterfly. Um, so I just figured I'll just go off of that. So the four new babies are grasshopper, dragonfly, um, honeybee, and ladybug. I don't know. It's just, well, it's cute to have themed names for like a batch of babies, you know. I'm so terrified of animals who are named superhuman names like Mark, you know, like <laughs> have you met a dog named, you know, Lindsay? You know, that freaks me out. I'm like, Why? <laughs> Like, no hate to people who name their dogs human names. It's just not for me. So I'm just going to pick, like, the cutest themed names that I can find and then just run with it. Dude, Mags' mom's, uh, one of the names of her dogs is Bogart. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. It kind of works, but also, like, Bogart. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like it. I'm into it. Like, there's so many, like, offshoot nicknames, like Bogey or whatever. I like it. I'm into it. <laughs> oh, you know, that's true. That's true. And I mean, you were responsible for naming Tembo. So uh, I have to think oh, yeah. that. <laughs> you know who else has cats? 
yeah. uh, Toots, uh, who has described his cats as a free source of serotonin uh, in these trying times. Yeah, we do uh, talk about guy. them later on, the wonderful, uh, unique Chachi, Chacha and Chichi, sorry. Yes, who you can follow on Instagram. A Chacha Chich at Instagram talk. But we are not interviewing Chach and Chichi. Which today. is so interesting. <laughs> we're, we're interviewing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are interviewing Toots. Guess we have to settle for that guy. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, well, what else were we going to do? Chach and Cheech weren't, like, available. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. What we got instead was... <laughs> joke around. Uh, no, but for real, uh, Toots is a musician. You might know him as the frontman of the band Cream Soda. Mm-hmm. He has recently embarked on a new chapter of his career as a soloist. Uh, his new single, Boyhood, is out on Spotify. He also has a music video for that single. And in this conversation, we talk about... Uh, some pretty heavy shit um, about the theme of boyhood generally from which you can extrapolate uh, mm. themes like coming of age, uh, toxic masculinity, what it means to grow and what it means to forgive yourself despite um, uh, the person that you were in relation to the person that you give yourself a chance to become. And I, I'm glad we went there. You know, like I, I wasn't expecting the conversation, like neither of us, yeah. right? When we were talking about it after yeah. the, we recorded, we were just like, whoa, we went there by that. Uh, in line with us having a fumble and having to re-record uh, this intro and spoilers, our outro as well. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that in our conversation with dudes, we just get to go across these topics of making mistakes inevitably, but also having the opportunity to address them and correct them. Totally, totally. Uh, you want to get right into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, Toots, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. It is a good evening. Good evening. How have you been, first and foremost? Oh, God, how do you answer that question? Uh, How have I been? I've been thriving, I guess. I've been. Oh, for real? I've been okay. I've been. I've been. I've been yeah, I've been tired I've been tired a lot lately because of because of work so I don't get to make so much music but then I think I've been doing fine yeah Wait so you've been thriving and tired at the same time Yeah if that makes sense <laughs> yeah, I have um, You can dance multitudes <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get to make music as much I think that's Yeah I wish I made more music now but then I just don't have enough time for it Yeah you only started working recently, no? How's that? Been? Yeah, uh, I started working around two months ago. Uh, I write for an agency, so I make a couple of ads here and there. I think, yeah, it's 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 been okay. It's been better than I expected. Uh, it's just a bit hard because I can't separate. I can't like have a brain space for writing music and brain space mm-hmm. for like writing, say, cake mm-hmm. ads or something. <laughs> I can't separate the two, you know. It's it's hard. I feel you. I feel you. Like you think you go into like a like a creative type job, and you think you're gonna dip into the same fuel source. It doesn't work like yeah. that at all. Yeah, it doesn't. It's hard to separate that. Yeah. How has the structure of your day to day changed though ever since like employment, and I mean like post grad life also? Because like you graduated this year, Deba. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to think 
hmm, how is my day-to-day go? Uh, well, yeah, I'd like to think I still sleep very late. I'm still very much a night owl <laughs> ever since I was employed. I just wake up a lot earlier now. So I just wake up, make coffee, straight into the laptop. It sucks. But then, yeah. Uh, and then after that, I just I try to squeeze in like jams in between work, especially when there's downtime. But then, yeah, that's very occasional. It doesn't happen so often. And after work, I usually take like a long ass nap. <laughs> and then I cook dinner for, for my family. Yeah, I've been, I've been cooking a lot this quarantine. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> it's like your side hustle, no? What's it yeah. called? Eggsies? Eggsies Kitchen, yeah. Nice. You make baked salmon and stuff. <laughs> oh, shoot. You're doing that? You cool. yeah, 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 yeah. Me and my mom, actually. Let's plug it, plug it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys check out Eggsies Kitchen. <laughs> you make dope baked salmon. <laughs> um, even though you mentioned that um, you haven't had as much time to make music. You're still able to put out this first solo endeavor. Yeah. So congrats on that. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. And you mentioned that it took you a couple of months to put together. Um, is this like just the first? That's the first thing we can expect? Definitely. Well, yeah, it, it is, it is. Um, I do plan to put out a lot more stuff but then as of now those other songs are just voice recordings on my phone they haven't seen the light of day yeah but then for sure i'm gonna put out a lot more music when i you know find time to record Mm -hmm. and really iron out my songs Mm -hmm. yeah i'd like to hear about the uh, creative process uh for boyhood so first off the single, uh, as we stated, marks the beginning of you embarking on your own as a musician since you've been in Cream Soda. Um, what's mm-hmm. it like being a soloist? Has your life changed in any way? Or like, has your approach to music changed in any way now that you're doing solo stuff? Uh, I guess so. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to think Cream Soda is like a different creative outlet completely. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't say my solo stuff are a bit or like more personal but well actually yeah i guess you can put it that way uh my solo stuff is a, a bit more personal cream soda is like for fun you know we make fun music and uh my solo project is like when i really get the release <laughs> that makes any sense yeah 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 <laughs> Mm. Is it like therapeutic for you in some way? Is it like a like you're writing in a diary? I feel like that's what no, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's that's how it feels like most of the time when I write solo. Look, when I write songs for my solo project, yeah. What was the uh, inspiration behind Boyhood? Um, well, at the time, I wrote it about a year ago, actually. And at that time, I was listening to a lot of Japanese breakfast and a lot of a uh, lot of ballads, a lot of ballad-like songs. And I was also at a time when I wasn't sure where I was heading. So I, I began to look at myself from when I was first year in college. And mm-hmm. I became very reflective of who I was. And I didn't like him. Like, I hated who I was in first year college. I was a, like a douchebag, <laughs> I'd say. But then, yeah, uh, I wrote that song as like sort of like a reflection and a love letter to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like boyhood is kind of you like coming to grips with who you were as a person, but like talking to them in the in the second person, right? And yeah. um, just you sort of like trying to understand this person who you find um, incorrigible, right? Yeah. So like, w- what's that like? Because it 
seems to me like a like a very difficult kind of self-love just to like uh take stock of who you are and be like yep that's who i was yeah uh, it took me a while to kind of like accept like yeah i used to be a douchebag but then i, I kind of like came into terms with it and I took it in a positive light because if I didn't think I was the douchebag at the time I was writing Boyhood, then I wouldn't think I've grown. If now I think my first year self was a horrible person, then that just means I'm turning into a better person. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really interesting to me because, I mean, the title of the song is Boyhood, you know, which mm-hmm. you associate with um, a much earlier younger more innocent time and yet yeah. the age and the time you're looking back on if you know it isn't that far behind you eh, no? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're 18 then and you're 20, 22 now yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes so i guess i'm really curious about like the, so the catalyst for that was really just being in your senior year like was that like your what do you call that like you just have your senior year existential crisis or whatever <laughs> i guess so i Okay, maybe when I was looking back at who I was when I was 18, I took into consideration, like when I was 18, I had just graduated from high school and mm-hmm. high school, yeah, formed me to be the person I was referring to in boyhood. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's still boyhood in a sense, even if I was already 18, because I was talking about that person, that, yeah, the person I was, was when I was 18, but also... The person I was in high school, which was not a great person. <laughs> and, um, I was looking this up a while ago. You've sort of written about this kind of thing before, and although not in music form necessarily, because you had that article last year. Um, about, for Youngstar. Yeah, for uh-huh. Youngstar. Uh-huh. About... <laughs> which is not on the website anymore because of oh, sadly. Know, issues yeah. that uh, I've already hashed out in group chats. Yeah. And stuff, so I'm not gonna... <laughs> Forgotten. Never you know. be forgotten. But yes, I do remember um, that article. Go on, Helena. Oh, no, yeah, just that. Nah. So it's like, this is something I guess you've been processing for a while, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Like, I always, I always shit on the culture of my high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to like name drop my high school, but then like the all-boy culture of high school in general it, it's it's a, it's a, it's such a shitty environment to mm-hmm. be in like mm-hmm. moving forward yeah speak on it speak on it i'm a level with you because like i also <laughs> came from uh, an all-boy high school and like it's true like uh, everything like boy, boys who say well not just boys but also girls like anybody who says that um high school all boys high schools are toxic that's 100 percent true like i like to joke with people even though it's like 100 percent correct that uh in an environment like that, that's where like misogyny and homophobia are like born. Yeah, definitely. That's why I'm glad. Like, I don't know. Lately, I've been noticing that my friends from high school they're improving. They're, or at least, not even my friends. Like people from high school in general, they're turning out to be better people now. They're changing. They're actually, you know, they're not placing themselves in that high school culture bubble anymore. You've got cats at home, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. They're here with me right now, but then they're asleep. 
I just want to point out that Toots liked our photo on the Gigazelp Instagram with his cat Instagram. Oh gosh, really? I didn't even yeah, this one, realize I that. that. <laughs> Shout out to our biggest fans, Chacha and Chichi. Yeah, Chacha and Chichi. Plug it at Chacha and Chichi on Instagram. Yeah, that, uh, those are my cats. You guys should follow them. Cute, cute <laughs> ass animals. <laughs> You know what you said though about um uh like looking from afar from people you mm-hmm. used to know who used to like see the person that you used to be. I've mm-hmm. noticed that as well. Like uh um sometimes mo- it's mostly through social media actually, like whether it's Instagram or Facebook, like I'll I'll mm-hmm. I'll just be watching in real time, slow time but real time, watching mm-hmm. my friends like sensibilities um sort of correct themselves and sharpen and uh-huh. uh, sort of adjust themselves in certain ways to be um, more tolerant, more accepting of other people, mm-hmm. more politically mm-hmm. aware. Can you speak on that experience? Like, what's it like um, to be coming of age? Because, like, we're always coming <laughs> of age all the time. Um, yeah. And, like, watching people come of age alongside you, especially, like, mm-hmm. when you come from, like, this... The, the death trap of Catholic high school um, people like <laughs> learn to be evil and you have to like live the rest of your life on learning to be evil well it's a great feeling because uh, like seeing people change rather it's a great feeling because at first I was kind of hesitant with being vocal about I don't know my huge dislike for all boys culture like actually writing that article for young star uh, I was like really scared to put that out because I was scared of like being perceived by my high school my high school batchmates. It sucked that I like. That sucked that I was scared to be perceived by them. And true enough, like some of them did shit on it on secret. And I know about that. It sucks, but then I really stand by what I said. That even that behavior, the shit on it in secret, is so high school. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, it is. And those people. I mean, of course, I'm not close to them anymore. They were just. I'd call them proximity friends, even like ever since high school ended. I, I rarely talk to them. I'd say hi to them every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Because Jan mentioned it, yung coming of age. I really appreciate it. It's sort of helping me rethink what my concept of uh, coming of age is. Because you know how, like, in movies and books, etc., it's always like these 15, 16, mm-hmm. whatever year olds who like get this grand adventure yeah, yeah, and yeah. like their lives and then they kiss the girl and then they <laughs> go home and I guess they're better mm-hmm. people. So, again, because this is a time you're looking back on that is like three, four years ago long, um, it's, it's interesting to think that this kind of coming of age isn't limited to like a specific sort of frequency. Yeah, age, yeah, yeah. No? Um, because there's so much that we just don't know when we're at that yeah. age. You know? And not even to look down at people who are at that age and going through these exact yeah. things. But like, there's a lot. I mean, it's just a given. There's a lot of things that um, hindsight gives you the benefit of mm-hmm. seeing more Definitely. clearly. Mm. I feel like, honestly, since I'm 22 now, 22 is like the new teen years. Like, I still consider us as teenagers, man. <laughs> so, Jack, yeah. the oldest so, one in the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that though. I'm 27 yeah. and I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, this is puberty too. This is mid puberty too. This is exactly <laughs> yeah. what she said. We're still living the boyhood, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Are you? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, but like, um, I that brings me to like this other point, um, which is that um, boyhood isn't just about youth; it's about masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, um, how have your um, ideas or perceptions of masculinity changed? You know, like compared to who you were before and like who you were when you started to write the song and who you are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Okay, when I was 18, I was a huge gym rat. Like, I really wanted to be, like, buff and all oh, that shit. Oh, you're just, like, dissing on yourself. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just, just dissing on myself. You just, but like, then oh. I was 18, I was like, this, 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 this. <laughs> yeah, it sucked, it sucked. And, you know, I used to treat people badly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, to put it vaguely, I used to treat a lot of people badly. I had, like, a really inflated ego. Sucked. Yes. So writing boyhood was humbling. <laughs> yeah. Um and I'd like to think I grew I grew pretty well. Like my how I perceive masculinity now, it's it's okay to be vulnerable now. Like mm-hmm. as opposed to when I was eighteen. Yeah. Like I'm definitely more I'd say attuned to my feelings. And I'm a lot more emotionally aware of myself. And yeah, that I think that's a feat for me. <laughs> yeah. Was I have like to a... say, I really appreciate you being vulnerable with us, talking about it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, you already wrote the song. You could be, like, stiff upper lip now. Like, oh, I just listen to it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I really appreciate you sharing all of this. Um, just yeah. giving additional insight. I'm glad Sorry, to be sharing it. I didn't know you were a gym rat, first of all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You were joggers. Yeah, I was a huge-ass gym rat. Well, in fairness, like, I had a nicer body back then compared to like now being stuck at home but then it's okay you appreciate <laughs> it's okay yeah. i'm just telling myself it's fine you know at least i'm not i'm not a at least i'm not a douchebag you know i Dude, may have some cats love you like. <laughs> yeah at least i mean i may have some layers of you know flabs on me but then that's okay <laughs> no that's fine dude that's fine but like um did you like um subscribe to like that whole um alpha male beta male dichotomy and like were you trying to be alpha because like <laughs> as a boy like i've been there i feel you i'll, I'll level with you um, i just realized you guys have yeah. like a bunch of like shared similar experience <laughs> anyways sorry yeah please. it's Go an on. alpha i think um i think with the whole alpha experience no 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 it's not a club it's not a club it's, not, it's fine it's fine god <laughs> i was <laughs> Oh, I, with, the, with the whole like, alpha movement, would you even call it a movement? I don't know. Uh, I was always like one foot in. Like I was never like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge ass gym rat. My body's bigger than yours. My body's bigger than that dude from the other school who wants to beat me up or something like that. Uh, you know, school fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, oh my God. <laughs> the ones who just give you a stare and then like, you know, they they wanna ask you to fist fight or something. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah, yeah. You mga ten yeah, seconds, was... walang malisha. But there is always malice. <laughs> oh my god. Ten seconds. You can't um, have a malice free fight. <laughs> Man, so dumb. Yeah, I was always one foot in. I was never like full on alpha. I was always like half alpha until you know slowly like declined. <laughs> what year was it when you were a freshman? Was it 2016? Yeah, it was. It was 2016. I'm trying to think yeah. back to 2016. Like, what was the shit that was like anachronistic for its time? Because like when I was a 
uh, a college freshman. It was 2011. Oh my god, um, it's 2011, and like I always look back at this time with uh, some sort of a uh, with humorous disgust because there was so much cringe shit back then. Like uh, <laughs> How I Met Your Mother was the most popular show, which peddled a lot of toxic masculine ideas for its time. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. Like even before the advent of Insult Dumb, that shit was already brewing back in the day. Uh, but like, what kind of um, anachronistic, antiquated shit was like in your environment when you were a boy? And like, <laughs> what was the process of like unlearning all this bullshit? Back in 2016, I think the single worst thing that happened around that time—I'm not sure actually if it's 2016 or 2017—but I'd have to say it's it's that group dank memes gang. It oh was horrible. God. Yeah. Oh, I heard about that. That's yeah. That was a thing. Uh, it's just like a battle of being the most offensive that you can be for a bunch of likes until people started to call the group out on their bullshit. And, you know, I think that's when everything started to get better, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Dank, yeah, Dank Memes Gang was definitely the, like, the pinnacle of like, how horrible. 2016 was in terms of that yeah damn i was working dude helena like do you remember that time because like i wasn't around to like observe this shit up close was in 2016 i was in third year but also that's what that's how i met this because we were in the same org mm-hmm, yeah. i don't know dude i was busy with org stuff i guess <laughs> <laughs> i never liked dank memes because I, I think people thought i was because i was it was cool with venice but i really didn't like it i didn't appreciate the quote-unquote humor mm. so i think people thought i was a killjoy but i'm mm. like ah, it's not for me <laughs> i used you. to like it i mean i regret liking it oh, god Nah, dude, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I had like a like a very brief, thankfully very brief, four chan phase, because everybody's got like a fucking uh, edgy phase. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think of the concept of edge? Because like that has a lot to do with um, being a juvenile male. Ha! Huh, the concept of edge. That's uncool, I guess. I think that's that's one way, one word to describe it. Um, I think being that's right, Edge Lord. You are the opposite of cool. Yeah. You're the opposite of what you think you are. Edge Lords are uncool. Uh, I mean, I like dark humor. It's just this. I think there's like a difference between dark humor and like offensive humor. Edge Lords are offensive. <laughs> so, yeah. When you were writing Boyhood. Um, like when you you were writing down the lyrics and um, putting down the guitar parts, like what was generally the process of that for you? Of putting it together, especially like since you're just in your room and music production is generally harder now that we're all cooped up like this. Mm. Oh, actually, I, I wrote Boyhood about a year ago. But then, yeah, I, I still wrote it in my room in same disposition almost. But the creative process behind Boyhood, I really think that was just it, like, I think I came across like maybe an old picture of myself from freshman year through my Google photos. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a song about who I was back then. That was like mostly what drove me to write it. And, and so I did. You yeah. saw your photo and it was triggering for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want to explore that. I want to explore <laughs> who I was back then. You know, Your hair was like 
standing out. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yo, same. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I had like a huge ass undercut. Like I think my hair went through to, like, many process that. <laughs> I also had an undercut. This is crazy. Dude. I had like a, I had like a Skrillex type situation at one point oh in my, my college God. life. <laughs> Man. Yeah, my hair went through many phases actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, dude, so I'm gonna bring up something heavy. Okay. Um, because right. like um all this discussion i would be remiss not to um speak about like well not just masculinity in relation to you personally but also like um the toxicity of it the patriarchal toxicity um that is so prevalent in the music scene mm-hmm. um, and uh i'm not quite sure where to begin for one thing um it's interesting well not just interesting also eye-opening uh, to watch all these things happen, um, whether it is um, exposing sex offenders for mm-hmm. the villains that they are or other related issues. And uh, I was wondering, like, when you were, well, you still are in the music scene, but like when like, a gig circuit, a physical gig circuit was still like a reality, um, mm-hmm. how are you making sense of all these things happening and watching, you know, the patriarchy uh, being challenged and dismantled? like brick by brick mm. well at first i was kind of scared like oh wow so many people are getting called out and all that stuff and then after a while i realized what do i have to be afraid of you know like mm. i'm not putting anything on risk because i'm not doing anything and i'm eventually i realized that yeah this is a huge step for the local music scene like these people whoever they are deserve to get fucking exposed you know for all the shit they did so yeah i'm, I'm all for it Man, yeah, because, like, um, I, I remember, like, a, a lot of, like, friends also just being, like, being scared. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's, like, what, unless you're a fucking, like, uh, a predator creator, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. a fucking predator, um, you, you don't have shit to be afraid of. Um, the, the responsibility that you have now is to just, like, stand in solidarity with people who have been victimized by these other people. Because, like, if you're not... Um, antagonizing the same forces that are threatening people innocent people innocent women mm-hmm. especially uh and you're not like contributing to make spaces safe then like fuck out of here you know yeah. hair is whack um, <laughs> yeah i thought that's the first thing you went for yeah. <laughs> the hair and your hair, hair and his your whack his, his gear <laughs> whack. Whack. his behavior whack <laughs> i just I think the difficulty there for a lot of people was that you know so like so many people were getting called out, and these are people you know because the the scene especially in Manila is so small, so these are people um, who are friends, peers, um, or that you just might like have gone to a gig with once or been in the same line with once. So yun parang I think I can I guess I can understand that difficulty that people might have had um, to accept these facts coming to light about these artists and fellow musicians etc mm. um but like i don't know but it's like yeah dude there's nothing what am i saying like there's nothing to justify where like you just have to accept it as truth because it happened to someone they did it they did whatever to someone and mm. you know like and then you weren't necessarily thinking about these things when you re- 
wrote and released Boyhood, but I guess mm-hmm. yeah, it is hap- um, it it was released um, in the aftermath of all of this because it happened. This that big local music scene Me Too moment happened several years ago now. Um, yeah, like, was that, yeah, it's kind of happening now. Like um, I would say, and, and that it now of course, with, uh, yeah. I don't know, like with um that that freaking um sued uh, cover on Pulp, and then right, 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 right. <laughs> And there was like an anonymous Twitter account. Oh, was it an anonymous Twitter account? Because there was a Twitter account. That, yaha, yaha. Yeah, that, that released a lot of stories about a lot of different people. And it just mm-hmm. like cascaded from there. And we're still oh, yeah. feeling the effects now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you like make sense of that though? Because like, um, I'm sure that that was like gestating, percolating inside of you when you were like making that song, when you were writing. Oh, yeah. yeah um, uh, well, I guess I'll start with a little story. We had a gig in BGC, like Cream Soda, and we weren't so sure of the lineup until we got there. And it was at the height of every band getting called out. Yeah, so to our surprise, one of those bands happened to be in the same lineup. And mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I was put in like a, a bit of a moral dilemma. Like, shit, should I push through with the performance? But then eventually we did because I felt like it was a bit rude to, to the event organizers, of course. So... Mm-hmm. What we what I did instead was like eat in a McDonald's during said <laughs> band set. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> left completely. <laughs> I was like, yeah, balajan. <laughs> you walked out. That was your walk out. <laughs> yeah, that was my walk out. That was that was my story. And from there, I guess you can say that I'm really. I don't condone that shit. You know, <laughs> like predators, rapists. Those people suck. And <laughs> to put especially because. Yeah, those people suck. fucking suck. Thumbs down. <laughs> like and, you know, it's, it's only right that they're held accountable for the bullshit that they do. You know, regardless if they make good music, no one fucking cares. You know, they treat other human beings like shit. You know, they deserve shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Two things about that I want to say. One, whenever a band or a musical actor any celebrity in general with a stand base is called out um there's always going to be that little contingent not even little that contingent of people who are like oh sexually they're just going to cancel everybody like despite all the work that they have done um Mm -hmm. you know like unable to dispose of their idols because they had committed um even though they had committed a moral evil and what i always say about that is like or just um, a crime dude like a straight up crime anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) But, like, my, my thing about that is uh, um, you were able to live without these people before, mm-hmm. you know? You were able to live without these musicians before. And I, mm-hmm. I know it can be difficult to, like, um, sort of, uh, what's the word? Renounce um, your commitment, your loyalty, your love for someone who has created work that is important to your life. And people mm-hmm. always bring up the idea of separating the art from the artist just mm-hmm. to, like, look for absolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you were able to live without these people before mm-hmm. and um, I've I know how that feels because like come on man I listen to rock there's so many <laughs> so much of rock is just like white cis males um, uh, with underage groupies who stole most of their ideas from black people anyway <laughs> <laughs> and, and like um, I've had to do my fair share of like quiet cancellations in my head yeah. because who I am as a person has changed. Yeah. Um, have you ever had to do that? Just like, um, have you ever like renounced an artist in your heart after mm-hmm. finding out like allegations or charges against them 
um, or like seeing them um, being held accountable in the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. I think there was like a big, I'd say, expose that happened recently with a lot of indie artists abroad. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, one of them was Bane's World. I used to love that guy's music. Then after that, I just couldn't listen to his music the same way. But then I really couldn't muster listening to his music either way because of all the shit mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, yeah, that's, that's one guy. <laughs> Bane's World. Yeah. People, artists, creators, whoever, who are revealed... Um, to be abusers in any form, I take great pleasure in pirating their work. Like, if I must watch or listen to it or whatever, I'm yeah. not gonna pirate the fuck out of it. Because, like, there's no way I'm giving you any of my money in any yeah. way. Like, I might have pirated it anyway, otherwise, but now I'm gonna pirate it for sure. <laughs> don't give them that stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't give them that revenue, even though like, Spotify revenue is actually, like, measly. Helena, have you had to like cancel um, anybody in your heart? You know, since you brought up the question, I was trying to think of like I'm sure there's somebody right now. It's just not coming to mind. But yeah, um, that shit hurts. Like, like to be completely honest, Deva, because if you've invested any sort of time, emotion, whatever, into Mm -hmm. um, anyone's creative output, like. But I don't know, dude. My my inabag kado ne. Yeah. And then, like, obviously, you don't know these people. And then, but but it can't help but feel like a per, almost like a personal betrayal when they mm, yeah. when they wronged uh-huh. someone in like an I guess an irredeemable way. I don't know. And like, it, it hurts. It hurts to have to let it go. But like, the it kind really of person hurts. I am is like, I'm I'm choosing to let it to let them go. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's like they're, and you know, Jam was saying earlier in that you live, you would live without these people before. Uh-huh. And like moving forward, there are so many other artists, creators, etc., who who you could support, who you could find, who haven't gone around using their power and position to abuse other people, to hurt other yeah, people. Yeah, who are just as good, people. if not like better. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just gonna go find those people in the lang. Like, there's, like, we, we talk a lot about, like, in general, about. Um, the oversaturation of media, of content, etc. And that can be overwhelming. But in times like these, in, in scenarios like these, I take heart in that. Because like, even mm-hmm. if, I ha- if I choose to cut out something, somebody from my life, from my media diet, whatever, there's going to be somebody else out there who's going to fill that hole or who's going to, or just be something totally different, you know? Mm-hmm. Nah, maybe I wasn't looking for them before, but now I'm like, mm, like you're here, you're part of like, my my circle of things that I consume and listen to and love, and like I don't know, parang yun na lang, <laughs> dun na lang tayo. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Um, the the work of that person um forms who you are. Yeah. But also letting yeah. them go also yeah. forms who you are. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, I love how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, he just did like Rahandro. <laughs> um, there was this one artist that um. Well, I can think of quite a few, but like one was, um, do you know the band Brand New? Mm. No, no, yeah. no, I, I don't. Oh, no, no. Um, so Brand New was like a, a very popular emo band back in the day, but it came out maybe like one or two years ago that Jesse Lacey, the frontman, was like apparently a rapist. Right, um, right. Oh, and that, yeah, man. And that hurt for me to hear about, um, n- well, 
obviously it hurts because like Jesus Christ, you're fucking evil and you've heard all those people fucking yeah. <laughs> Um but also like I had to come to the grips with the fact that oh um an album that I really, really loved, uh which is called The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me, was uh well like I can't listen to it the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's mm-hmm. not fucking fair to me. You know what I mean? Like uh I'm not gonna blame myself for um not being able to listen to that shit anymore. I, I'm gonna blame you for acting a fool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I think when it comes to issues like that, a lot of people, one thing that they try to resolve in themselves is um like, oh, I listened to this artist who um was uh, accused of something terrible. Does that make me a bad person for enjoying their work? Um mm-hmm. I think that's a question that everybody asks themselves. Um, yeah, it's like my answer big... to that. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's a big thing. And um, my answer to that is 99% of the time, no, I don't think it yeah. makes you a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 1% uh, is, I guess, people who still fuck with Chris Brown. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a goat. Let it go. Yeah. Otherwise, like, out of 99%, I don't think you're a bad person for yeah. listening. Yeah. For enjoying the work of people who turn out to be yeah. uh, horrible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think reminding yourself of that, or just just going through that thought process, um, should also be brought back around to the fact that what happened isn't about you. It's about the person that they hurt. Yeah. You know, and I, but Chandler, because we have a personal relationship to this art, um, to this music, et cetera, but um, people can't help but take it personally. Like I said earlier, like I take it personally. <laughs> and Jam, you were just saying you took it personally. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's not about us, it's about the harm that they did and mm-hmm. what they have to do moving forward to rectify it if they can, to face justice, consequences, et cetera. You know? How's that sitting with you, too? It's like, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I don't think people are horrible because they enjoy the music of a really shitty person, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to what Helena said, it's it's not a, you know, it 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 hurts us in a, on a personal level, but it's not about us. It's about the person that said harasser, rapist, or homophobe hurt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you like I said, just pirate that shit. That. Just yeah, yeah. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, John, were you saying something? Toots, if you could, like, I know the song sort of fulfills this function already, but, like, um, mm. if you could, like, straight up say something to the person who you were when you were 18 and a freshman, like, if you could travel back in time yeah. and, like, sit down and have a freaking heart-to-heart with this person, <laughs> what would you say to them? Oh, God. Hmm. I guess... I would talk to him delicately because he was he was like a like a half alpha, so <laughs> he would have been so very I, sensitive. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't as he's not as rational as I am now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd sit down with him, you know, tell him things are gonna be okay. You know, you'll find you'll find yourself soon. You don't have to put up such a huge ass front for people just to just to fit the mold or something. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. that's what I would tell them straight up. Yaha, yeah, yaha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're braver than most of us. Because I can think <laughs> about my 18-year-old, so without embarrassment, I'm like... <sighs> oh, dude, me too. It's okay. It's okay. When, when, Toots, when you sang You Were So Loud, I was so fucking loud. <laughs> when, when I was... Uh, 
when I was 18. Like, yeah, like how so? You shit. <laughs> but I really appreciate that kindness you extend to yourself. No, like I, I copy based on my favorite lyric. <laughs> you said, what was that? You said, and I thought you were mean, but no, just misunderstood the final yeah. stretch of boyhood. And I'm like, oh, and now you're understanding you past the yeah. <laughs> I'm understanding. Yeah, like sorry to put it up to say it like that, but yeah, yes, and I, I don't know. I appreciate that. Yeah, you back on yourself with. You know, yeah, sure. There's a degree of like self, I guess, hatred, self, negative self talk mm-hmm. there, but also um self reflection and ultimately, um forgiveness. You know, and I love mm-hmm. that. I love that so much because everyone deserves that from themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm an I used to be an asshole, but then I'm not anymore. And you know, it's sometimes it's not your fault. Like it's it's mm-hmm. the people you surround yourself with, and you have to forgive yourself if yeah you have to forgive yourself for those things. Because mm. we're all capable of changing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and also like, um, it you don't do anyone favors by being unable to forgive yourself. Yeah, like yeah, um, um, that's not gonna do you any favors. Um, that's not mm. actually gonna help people that you want to not hurt anymore. Mm. Because um, that guilt is going to manifest in ways that are going to hurt people anyway. Mm. Like uh-huh. um, whether you're lashing out or disappearing and shit. I think it's healthy to have. A degree of remorse, a healthy degree of remorse, but like mm-hmm. you can't wallow. That, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did yeah. you ever have? Do you have experiences like coming to terms uh, in similar ways? Just like this process of forgiving yourself for the mm. things that you, the things you used to do, the the person you used to be. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, you know, going back to going back to high school, um, I think I was. The person I was in when I was 18 because because of the really shitty environment and I learned not to take that against myself but then the I but then the environment I, I grew up in you know like I used to be like, like a huge ass people pleaser and to please people that don't even matter anymore you, and you, you were so many things you were like you were yeah. a douchebag you were a <laughs> yeah. you were a people yeah. pleaser, people pleaser. Wow. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a multitude of things. You know, I was a people pleaser. And uh, yeah, the, the whole alpha thing, obviously, it was just a front, you know, mm. just to please people. And at first, I was like, man, I used to be that alpha. But then after a while, I thought, okay, I, I put up that front because I didn't want to be ridiculed or be called stupid things by my batchmates mm. <laughs> yeah so that's how I kind of came into terms with it and I realized yeah I think I put myself on a moral pedestal uh, compared to my batchmates who until now probably haven't grew up since high school grown up since high school so I just think to myself like yeah um grow up grow, I, I just tell them, I mean like I tell I tell myself like yeah you've grown and then those other people they need to grow up i really appreciate that that tough love yeah <laughs> i guess it uh, sort of reminds us a lot of these behaviors or perceptions we have about ourselves um mm-hmm. and i guess in your specific case with regards to um learned ideas about masculinity um, mm-hmm. and manhood etc um so a lot of those things are things we pick up from our peers from our environment etc mm-hmm. but now that we've been in isolation for most of the past year and it's so painful to say that but yeah for most of the past year i oh, guess God. how has that facilitated your growth as a person maybe 
um, or change your ideas about masculinity, as John was saying earlier, um, or even just influence the process of writing boyhood. Mm, okay, uh, I think being being alone <laughs> the past eight months. Oh God, uh, it that helped. I think it's helped me unlearn a lot of things. Even even further, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it helped me unlearn a lot of things even further, and I'd it's like to think. I'd, yeah, <laughs> I'm a lot more attuned to my emotions now. Mm-hmm. Self awareness is key. Like I learned to be a lot more self aware and how to handle myself, and. Yeah. Your cats help. <laughs> yeah, God. My cats help. They're like free serotonin. <laughs> one of them's like one of them's like staring at me right now. <laughs> yeah, hold up though. Like wh- what do you mean when you say you're more attuned to your emotions now? Well, back then, uh it's like I'm always comparing myself to who I was back then. No. Uh back then, I guess I was always I was a bit stubborn. Whenever I felt something strongly, I wouldn't super be accepting of how I was feeling. Like, I felt strongly over something and I'd usually lash out in anger at myself or whoever it may be. But then now um, I'm more emotionally tuned in such a way now. Okay, let's feel these things and then we can post-process after <laughs> by myself. Yeah. Yeah. You can fix it in post. Yeah, I can fix it in post. <laughs> You know what? Speaking of um, being in tune with your emotions, one thing that helps you be in tune with your emotions is uh, making playlists. So we're going to do a game. We're going to do a game. This this game is called Spotify Spy. And what happened is that um, what we did is we stalked your personal Spotify profile. (laughs) Oh, really? uh, What we're going to do is we're going to... uh, give you like a playlist that you made from your Spotify profile and then we're gonna ask you what that playlist is about. Oh god. Okay, wait, that's a small side comment jam. I actually saw you going through my playlists <laughs> in Spotify earlier. Like my, yeah. my girlfriend G G she sent me a screenshot because she also yeah. follows you on Spotify. <laughs> and she was like, oh Jam's you. listening to City Lovin' by Cream Soda. I was like, oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. he is. <laughs> this is only our second episode. Each time I've done research for an episode, I've taken the precaution of doing a private session. I told you, nah, dude. My my Spotify receipt or whatever, like that thing that tells you how much you listen to it, end of the month is gonna be like dude, cream soda. Except that it's on repeat. Jam, private session. Like, like I, I made a New Year's resolution to myself, like long ago that i would never do a spotify private session really um, yeah yes. is that your way like, of being vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like i'm tired of being guilty for my guilty pleasures if i'm gonna listen to nickelback like i'll listen to nickelback i don't care if you see you know <laughs> i respect that i wanted to ask you the person who you were the person boyhood is about is also the person who wrote city loving uh hmm. is that i know yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's it. interesting to me how do you how do you think of that and how do you look at old work i should say how do i, I guess this okay, is uh, sort of related to the original question about um writing for cream soda and writing for yourself i think i hit two birds with one stone like if you ask me how i can separate my solo stuff from cream soda stuff because when i wrote city Lovin', okay i'll be honest i wrote that 
I'd say a day before <laughs> hitting the studio. Mm. Um, I'm actually quite unsure what inspired me. I forgot what inspired me to write that song. Um, I think I listened to a lot of Last Dinosaurs. Um, thematically, uh, it's something I can't, you know, I can't remember anymore. But then my, I'd say uh, my Cream Soda EP, Out of Range, those were like five over five love songs. <laughs> like all of, uh, of them are about love songs. And yeah, um, well, for one, I can't get myself to write love songs anymore. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, 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 it's really hard. Like it's, yeah, I... <laughs> It's like most of the songs I write now, they're just expressing sad feelings growing up. You know, very self-reflective kind of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I guess you're you're maturing as an artist, I suppose. <laughs> as a person. Like, as a uh, I suppose, yeah. He's I a guess man now. That way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that, that SpongeBob, I know. <laughs> Screenshot where he's holding a razor. Yeah. He's like, I am a man. I can always rely okay. on you to bring out the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I go to Weenie Hut Jr. now. No longer in Salty Spittoon. <laughs> yeah, Weenie Hut Jr., that's are, the shit. <laughs> respect, respect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I just want to ask you about the music video. Oh, the music video. Are you a really okay. big dinosaur fan? Yes, yes, I am. Can um, I send you little... dinosaur jokes? Yeah, of course, I definitely. Who I'm very close to, but we only talk online when we're gonna like watch something together, like on Netflix party or whatever. Or when I send him a dinosaur joke, and that's it. So can I send you dinosaur jokes? Yeah, yeah, of course you can send me dinosaur jokes anytime. <laughs> and I, shout out, I just want to shout wait, out. What Anton. dinosaur jokes? Hi, Anton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Anton. <laughs> yeah. No wait. Yeah, are, are we thinking of the same Anton? There's lots of Anton. Uh, tablante, Tablante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Anton Tablante. <laughs> <laughs> we should be yeah, in the chat. And it's just dinosaur content. Anyway, yeah, no, you guys, in the music video, like you had the, the dinosaur Lego, and even in the photo shoot for your uh, uh-huh. for boyhood, you had the dinosaur backdrop. So I was like, is he uh, a dinosaur fan? Is he? Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah he I have talks about like, the factual inaccuracies of Jurassic Park. Yeah, I heard about that. Like, you know, that huge ass, like, sea monster in Jurassic World it's actually not that big it's actually just the size of a shark you know just some small facts yeah okay okay moving forward (laughs) moving forward with the music video Uh, yeah I'm a huge fan of dinosaurs and okay I I make jokes in my head and I guess now I can finally say them Uh, those (laughs) those three they're all just one person they're all just me Uh, okay I was gonna ask that too uh, they can mean many things. Uh, I was like thinking, oh, it could mean my id, ego, and super ego. It could be, it could be a penny, uh, chip, and napkin, <laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be, or yeah, gone back around. <laughs> <laughs> it could be past, present, future, which you know, mm-hmm. which is the, like the OG. I which guess the OG sorry. inspiration. Uh, that would be the past. The and- past. Past dinosaur to past, you know, he's an ancient he's dead dude. Now. <laughs> yeah, he's dead now. He's meteor, you meteor, meteor meme. Yeah, oh my god, that that, that hella viral TikTok. So good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, that really. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Mr. Robot, future, and you know, it's just a normal those boy. three dudes like interacting with each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> setting a room on fire. 
Those kinds of things. Okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna play a game called Spotify Spy. And what happened to it is we stalk your personal Spotify profile, and we uh, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna ask you. We're gonna bring up a playlist name, and we're gonna ask you like what those names mean. And uh, oh, uh, I should say this game was partially inspired by that game on Hot Ones. Um, you know that that dot talk show. Is that the one with the wings? Wings, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. uh, they have they Hot have a ones. game called yeah they have a game called oh. Explain That Gram. Where they go to uh, uh, their their guests' Instagram account and ask them what each picture is about and explain them in more detail. So we're gonna do that, but it's basically playlists. Oh. So, are you ready, Toots? Uh huh. Sure. Are you ready to explain? Uh, I'm kind of scared, but then. Or do you already have? <laughs> you know, I'll face it head on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what those are all about, man. That's so vulnerable, Junior. Okay. <laughs> so. The first playlist I want to ask you is entitled "I Feel Beyond My Years." <laughs> I love the playlist is "I Feel Beyond My Years." Very topical, I think. Mm. Yeah, got a I lot feel- of retro artists in here, actually. It has yeah. zero likes. I'm gonna give it a like. Well, <laughs> I feel beyond my years. I guess, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of old '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s songs, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the playlist makes me feel like I have a red horse or a pale person in one hand and I'm just enjoying a cold night. Yeah. That's Are you an old soul? <laughs> Is that it? I, I wouldn't call myself an old soul. Yeah. Mm. You're a Tito though. Like this is this is a Tito playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about, I'd, I'd, how long is it? I think it's like about 40 minutes long. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I feel like a Tito for like just about 40 minutes. <laughs> then okay. You have one more recent place called Warning Coronavirus Emergency GVS Good Vibes Lang. Good Vibes. In brackets. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes you wake up in the wrong side of the bed. Hmm. And so I wanted to create the playlist. Uh, when I start feeling like shit, like <clears throat> real shit in the morning, this is the first thing I'm going to pop on in Spotify. It's like an emergency playlist. Does it work? Uh, it worked for, I'd say, like a week. <laughs> yeah, then You're I just keeping make... it up for posterity. Yeah. The next playlist yeah. is, uh, in all caps, PUTANG <laughs> in With a bunch of exclamation points. Oh, good. Shit, when did I make that playlist? I think that was during my senior year. I think I made that when I was like really stressing over my thesis. And I felt like, you know, sh- just shouting. Like, you seem here. <laughs> yeah. So this, that playlist is dedicated to thesis. The pains of thesis. Yeah. Hey, congrats on graduating. Thank you. I don't think we said that, but yeah. Big achievement, big achievement. Like, no joke. Mm-mm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next playlist is the one called, I don't want to be sad, but I still listen to sad songs. <laughs> and this has art too. This is art. It's not it just the art. album art. It's God. from 2018. 2018. So, we heard a lot about 2016. Dudes. I wonder about 2018. Dudes. Hmm. I think this. I think the playlist name is pretty self-explanatory. Like, mm. <laughs> I don't want to be sad, but then you know I'm gonna listen to sad songs. I don't know. I sometimes listening to sad songs is therapeutic. You know, it doesn't really mm. make you sad. It helps you process your emotions. Helps you, you know, cry when you can't cry. <laughs> yeah. 
Bro, then it makes you feel better. Yeah. yeah, it's like a catharsis. Exactly. I feel that. I feel that. I'm, this might be hard to talk about, but you have a playlist that says gym. <laughs> gym? Oh, God. Okay, let me recall what's in it. Mm-hmm. Yo, can I tell you what's in it? <laughs> okay, yeah, go. Okay, so you've got Disclosure. All oh, right. Okay. Cool. You've got Kendrick Lamar. All right, mm-hmm. cool. You've got Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. You've got Kanye West. Mm-hmm. You've got Migos. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have I can explain. It. <laughs> specifically you also have Carol. Is it there? Carol. Okay. Um, I think I shared this playlist with like my playlist for whenever I went to Walrus or something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah, no. One playlist, two different moods completely. <laughs> but yeah, it, it pumps me up. You know, these... <laughs> makes you put your joggers back on. Yeah, definitely. And my headband and... What else did I wear? Like my really, you know, tight black top. Wow. <laughs> that yeah. You know what, though, to may say, I didn't get to bring this up earlier, but like, um, if ever in the future, we all decide to go back out again. I know gyms are open, but like, it's not safe. When it's all safe to go back out again, it's okay if you ever take it up, like, um, like going back to the gym, you are not the same person that you were before as you are now. Mm. You'll be going into the gym a new person and you yeah. won't be like uh you won't be like a brutish um uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for not himbo uh jock. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be like a jock that's coming in like trying to front you'll just be like a person going mm. to the gym you know what i mean yeah yeah genuinely wants to be healthy <laughs> yeah. i can see that yeah. i can definitely see that happening in the future hopefully just a normal yourself gyms consistently <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, the next claim is, is storming off to the bed to bury my face in pillows. Yeah, oh, God. Hmm. I really love long, like idiosyncratic titles. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Wentz type titles. It. Yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> uh, infinity on high type of. Fob raised me. <laughs> I, I got yeah. into Fob and Panic at the Disco around the same time. So yeah. they were all just like they were just having a party in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like around 2011, right? I still have the physical internet. Yeah, ish, ish, yeah. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Going back to the playlist. Uh, I think I was just like at a really low point when I made that. <laughs> I find it humorous, actually. Like to make extremely long and extremely specific playlist titles. So I think making that playlist made me feel better at the time I made it. Yeah. Mm. I was just at like a new low. <laughs> did something happen though? Was there like an event? Or was did it you like actually was, like, storm a bunch off of your piling up on each other's? <laughs> oh, hmm. I can't remember specifically what event happened actually. I just remember that it was like a really bad time, I'd say. Yeah. Mm. Dang, dang. <laughs> Look at you now. Uh, You're past that. So uh, the next one I want to bring up is Dead Battery. Dead Battery. Okay. Uh, hmm. Oh, this is a very short playlist. It has Houdini by Foster the People, Time to Pretend by NGMT, and Vagabond by Wolf Mother. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just want to say those were like, I'd call them my pump-up anthems. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I'd feel like... Ex- no, no, not even. Like, <laughs> when I'd feel extremely down, 
mm-hmm. over something or like say a creative rut because fa- I go through phases like sometimes I have like a shit ton of eureka moments when I make music and then there are other times when I couldn't make even just one song for like two months three months and I like heavily beat myself up for, for that shit and I think this playlist was a product of that and these songs I, I grew up like listening to whenever I felt like shit. Vagabond actually came from one of my favorite high school movies back then, 500 Days of Summer. It's when... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that used to be one of my favorite films. Used to be. Uh, and it's then... okay if it still is. Like, you're not problematic. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, I mean, it's pretty enjoyable. I rewatch it every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, like I enjoy the film, but then it doesn't, you know, enjoying it doesn't mean... You know, you like Tom. I, although, he is a cutie, though. <laughs> <laughs> although, I, I mean, I can't deny I did used to identify with Tom back in high school. Uh-huh. Anyways, going back, uh, A Vagabond was a song from that uh, 500 Days of Summer OST. And Time to Pretend, uh, it was just like <laughs> a coming-of-age song that I kind of grew up <laughs> listening to. And Houdini is... Yeah, it's sort of like on the same boat as Time to Pretend, yeah. I see, I see. You have a playlist called Real Good Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of my playlists with the most likes. That was like 2017, was it? 2018. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. My Daniel music. Caesar, Six Pendants, the, the Richer, The Cranberries, and King Cruel. Oh, yeah, that was just like an amalgamation of all the shit I used to listen to. It wasn't super specific. It's just like a vibe, like a playlist you kind of put on whenever you're in a party. Yeah, I think that's what its purpose was. Yeah. Oh. And you're like passing around the aux cord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my aux cord moment. You know, I'm going to pop in that playlist. I'm going to put that on my bucket list of things to do when I'm going to be around people again. And anyway. finally, Toots, your most recent playlist is called Boyhood is Forever. Boy, okay. we got Mesita, uh, Culture Abuse, Kato Twins, Ourselves the Elves, mm, good choice, mm-hmm. uh, Snail Mail, mm-hmm. Japanese Breakfast. You're in there for good measure as well. Tell us about Boyhood is Forever. Well, it's I explained it in my, one of my captions when I, when I posted it online. Uh, it's, it's just like all the songs I listened to as I made Boyhood while I was waiting for it to be mixed and mastered throughout this quarantine and as I was waiting for it to be released. But then, um, one thing I can say about the playlist is it's dominated by a lot of female artists. Mm -hmm. And I've been listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridges lately, Mm -hmm. Snail Mail, and Japanese Breakfast. Like Those are my, I'd say, favorite artists the past two years. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what? That's very interesting of you to say because it's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't mean to generalize or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but there's just something about like, because I've noticed that female artists like uh, um, like Snail Mail, like Freebie Bridgers, like there's a sensitivity from them that you get from them that you don't get from male artists, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not easily, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like lyrically, um, or even melodically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I wanted to ask you though, like, because about um, what you have in this playlist is 
ourselves the elves studying duende in your fairy and um, mm-hmm. i was wondering if part of your writing boyhood was just like realizing or understanding the duende inside you did that come into play at all uh i i guess you can say that yeah um you know i mean it's it's, it's loads of self-reflection and it's a lot of self-realizing and ourselves the elves they played a big part in that yeah i think back then they had just released their album i'm not quite sure although god it's one of my favorite local mm, al- locally yes, released albums yes. by far yeah of that year if not the decade honestly of, yeah. if not of our lives <laughs> yeah yeah and oh um a little fun fact ourselves the elves i recorded boyhood in the same studio ourselves the elves recorded in that's mm, malabong, malabong lababo studios mm-hmm. yeah and yeah kian I, I worked with kian mike t and they were able to capture my vision pretty well mm-hmm. and i enjoyed super enjoyed working with them yeah hell yeah hell yeah shout outs to them yeah. all right that concludes our game thanks for joining us <laughs> you made it to the end <laughs> you, you, I, know that, uh, I know that self-reflection can be very difficult <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of someone yeah. who likes self-reflects like an unhealthy amount, I'd like to ask you a few more questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, actually, same though. I was like, the game is supposed to end and end the interview, but no, like, there's so much to talk about that. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, nah. So, like, uh, I wanted to ask you about how, well, writing Boyhood, I'm sure, is an exercise in nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if this is a feeling that only I feel. Of course, it's not. Everybody feels. Like, mm-hmm. shit. You're different. <laughs> I'm, I'm special. Like, um, what I've noticed is that um, in quarantine, um, time moves very weirdly. Like, mm. our experience of time is like so altered. Later. Yeah. Yeah. It's so warped and skewed. Sometimes I know what day it is, sometimes I don't. Sometimes days are fast, sometimes days are slow. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that boyhood is about is about nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if your current experience of time in quarantine has affected the way you approach nostalgia or memory. Yeah, shit. Um, it since you have so much time to yourself now, it really makes you look back at things pre-quarantine. <laughs> you know, it makes you heavily uh, reflective, and sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's also bad because uh, I've dealt with a lot of. I'd say I'd call it trauma the past few years for reasons I don't want to mention anymore. And mm. now that we're in quarantine, there's just so much time to think about that and it sucks. But you know, I think that's that's like the downside of being a lot more emotionally aware. You know, it's it's recalling trauma. Mm. Especially at the time now when like you're all alone in your room twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah. Physically and emotionally claustrophobic, mm. the experiences. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, like, do you have any, I don't want to say coping mechanisms. Do you have any, like, healthy habits or things that you do um, that help you get through, like, this weird-ass time? Mm. I guess, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, one thing I do is I spend a lot of time in the kitchen uh, cooking for my family, cooking for my mom, uh, my cats. God, sometimes I wouldn't even realize I've, I've been playing with my cats for like an hour, two hours <laughs> long. You know, you know, my sense of time is even further altered. Very rarely, I'd say, is music. 
I don't get, you know, there's like this headline a few months back, Billie Eilish said, uh, or it was about Billie Eilish. <laughs> it was like, Billie Eilish finishes recording one whole song throughout quarantine. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I feel Billie Eilish, you know, it's so hard to, so hard to write now with everything going on. You guys but have also, like, good for her, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, she finished one whole, you know, that's a feat. It's a feat. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned this earlier, you touched on this earlier about how like um, you make room for jamming sessions um, for therapeutic purposes. Mm -hmm. How has your relationship with music as an art form, as a practice uh, changed in quarantine? Well, I think, I think I've mentioned a few interviews back that we've, did, we've done in one of, among one of the online gigs. Uh, I said that quarantine is a good time to write music, but then it's it's a good it's a good time to write music, definitely. But then you know it doesn't always happen. Uh, sometimes I try to force myself. The more I try to force myself to write music, uh, the shittier the outcome, and <laughs> and it's been really hard for me to write. Um, although sometimes, like I do, really try to set time for it because I have like a shit ton of songs right now on my voice recording app and I just try to like put them into demo form I think that's that's what I've been doing a lot lately but I haven't been getting to write it's it's been hard I feel you I feel you I want to ask this whole interview well not this whole interview but like most of this interview um, I've seen you really come down on yourself for the person mm. you used to be but mm -hmm. I find myself in this strange time looking back at the things I used to do. What are good memories you have? Mm. Um, what are the things that you will look back on in pre-COVID life? Oh, God. Uh, gigs, definitely. Just <laughs> like looking uh, both of you. Uh, I do miss gigs. Like, a lot. <laughs> I, I think... I like to think quarantine right now. It's just one big... You know, we're all just communally lonely <laughs> if that makes any sense we're all just communally lonely and uh -huh. i really miss being in the company of others even if like i'm not talking to them or <laughs> it's something as trivial as like grabbing breakfast or lunch or dinner together mm. missing I, I just miss the company of other people yeah it's not the same when you're like looking through a computer screen mm -hmm. yeah this is like an like, approximation of company yeah yeah like if this was a physical podcast Hypothetically, I would very much appreciate it more, you know? <laughs> um, dude, the last time I saw you was like at Andy's birthday, actually. Yeah. Oh my God, same. Was it that? Andy's birthday? It was March-ish, early March, right before quarantine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our mutual friend, Andy is many. Shout out to Andy. Uh -huh. Miss Baby Ikea. Miss Baby Ikea. Yeah, man. I don't know. I miss that. I miss being the... Because there's, there's something you get out of being in a crowd you know mm. i miss crowds you miss crowds i do i miss like dancing in front of my friend as he's like spinning as he's on mm. deck shout outs to javier <laughs> he's the friend when you see that friend javier who's a yeah. ep uh the sun in my window is actually yeah. out on spotify <laughs> <laughs> mr louis Pimentel. yeah you know yeah, I miss I miss dancing, man. I miss unapologetically dancing in front of people. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully those times are coming soon again. 
Hopefully, hopefully. Oh, one more thing. Can you tell us what else are you looking forward to when all this blows over? First thing I'm going to do is grab a beer with my friends, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I want to. Oh, God. I was thinking, like, shit. I'm, I want to perform in Root. I want to have a gig in Root when all this ends. But oh, then, no. oh, man. Oh. It's just painful to think. Okay, maybe maybe Moe's, hopefully. You know. I hope Moe sticks around so I can perform there. Uh, I'll definitely be putting out a lot more music. God, I, I, I look forward to the day I can like play my solo stuff and like live in person. For and we look forward to that day. Thank you. Thank you, Alina. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. I look forward to seeing you on stage again. It's, and, Thank you. Uh, that includes our interview. Dang, dang. Man, this was this was quite heavy actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, thank you dudes for the conversation. Yo, thank you guys. For having this discussion with us. Um Yeah. Which I had a lot of fun. Oh my god, I'm so crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Likewise. Um, thank you for having this conversation with us. Um which went way beyond your recent release and your creative process but also in the uh, your experience of not just changing but healing personally during a time like this um and we're so appreciative of that thank you so much thank you alina thanks jam <laughs> yeah is there anything Man. you'd like to shout out or say before we end like where can people find you online what can people look forward to from you uh yeah you can you can stream my music just search to so it's like <laughs> T-O-T-S, yeah. Uh, you can stream my music with my band, Cream Soda. Uh, it's cream, like the donut, Krispy Kreme, and then soda. It's a one word. We're uh, everywhere. Spotify, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Shoutouts to my friend, my thesis mates, Tim, Josh. <laughs> Shoutouts to my girlfriend, G. Mm. Uh, and maybe to my... To my mom and my brother, if you're listening to this. Yeah. Thank you so much, oh, yeah. dudes, Hell for yeah. living the ache of youth with us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, dudes. Thanks I hope for we talking. Keep up. Keep you keeping up. Have a good night, man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for making this night, you know, less lonely for me. <laughs> oh, dude, we can talk whatever. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. For real. For you again for Toots uh, for giving us his time to have this conversation and for his willingness uh, to be open and vulnerable with us um, you know the difficulty of these kinds of conversations is that they don't really end uh, as we talked about growth is a process uh, unlearning these kinds of behaviors is a process and I'm just thankful we can sit here with friends and with peers and be honest with each other about where we're at on that journey yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it it really felt like that. It didn't feel like a like the talk show format that I think um, most podcasts, including ours, like try to posture. It was really just like um, us catching up with each other. Well, um, we do have the benefit of shared history and friendship. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. What I was thinking about while I was listening to Toots was the difference between uh, shame and guilt, because. Mm-hmm. 
the feeling of guilt and the feeling of remorse are things that like repeatedly came up over the course of our conversation. Like this is the person I, I was before, the boy I was before. Um, but then I had to unlearn certain behaviors in order to become who I am now. And remorse is the, is the force that drives you um, in that direction. But I, I remember, um, well, I can't remember where I, where I read it. Um, or, or this is like common knowledge, but like the difference between um, guilt and shame is that um, guilt says I did something bad. Mm. Uh, shame is I am someone bad. I am someone wrong. Mm. There is something wrong with me. Um, that difference might be small to some people, but it's huge, really. Planets between those two worlds. Uh, I... I firmly believe that we are greater than the sum of the wrongs that we have committed. And I think it would do people some good to like realize that about themselves as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think guilt um, or shame and the like, in as much as they have degrees of difference between them, degree, different degrees of intensity, um, I think they can still ultimately be productive emotions, nah, something you can still take lessons from and hopefully learn from, you know, in a way that will be helpful to you and to the people around you, as we discussed in our conversation with dudes. Because the goal should be to still to do better, to be better, and to just to just keep trying. You know, I was thinking of what was that? You said Tarzan. You have any Phil Collins? You a man in time you'll be, <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like oh man. <laughs> I love that, that. That's where your mind went. But yes, that song is a banger. Uh, lift your spirit, set it free. I mean, if we just recontextualize it, it's exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but I agree. God damn it, agree. <laughs> Well, I'd just like to acknowledge that I think it's difficult to actively undergo growth and change when we're all cooped up like this, you know, um, because we tend to measure ourselves up against the people around us. Um, and that's not just our family, that's also our friends or whoever. So I really respect that um, this was something Dudes was actively uh, trying to confront and trying to grow from, even if it must have been difficult because, you know, we're all in quarantine and everything. Um, he was still able to undertake some personal growth. Totally, totally. I mean, the fact that personal growth is a thing that we can still do despite being inundated by crisis, you know, despite... Um, natural disasters and incompetent governments personal growth is a thing that can that we are still capable of which is not to place the burden of growth and change on the individual entirely but the fact that you have the capacity of it at all for it at all despite being surrounded by a hootenanny is nothing short of amazing to me maybe that's what hootenanny that's what that's what boyhood it's the hootenanny we made along the way <laughs> it's uh that's boyhood man that's all i think that's what tooth was getting at at least for me yeah i super get that and as i said earlier like it's just gonna keep he's just gonna keep going this doesn't end here it's not gonna end anytime soon um and that's pretty exciting you know i'd like to imagine that anyone who is um pursuing this kind of growth this kind of change it's just gonna keep getting better and better to our listeners that goes for you too uh if you're listening to this right now it's for you also you know like you got this you got this you're gonna be all right not that i have any authority (laughs) to say these things but you're gonna be 
Okay. Uh, and on that note, thank you so much for joining us on episode two of the Gig Is Up. Uh, you can find this podcast on Buzzsprout and Spotify. Um, you can also find us on social media accounts on uh, Facebook and Twitter and also Instagram. Just look for The Gig Is Up PH. And uh, the music is by Lower Myth. The art and design for the podcast is by Max Ocampo. And the mixing is by Roy Makasai, who, fun fact, is with us on this call today just to make sure our sound doesn't get poo-poo again. Uh, <laughs> so... He's keeping an eye on us. Just like a, like a parent making sure, you know, uh, his kids don't get lost in the ball pit and die. Uh, so we're really thankful for him and how hands-on he's been. Our guardian angel. <laughs> Is Jam forgot to mention we're also on Apple Podcasts where you can leave us a five star rating and review. You know, I keep checking. I'm not sure if anyone's listening to us on there because otherwise we would be getting five stars, right? Right? So I'm waiting for that. We're waiting for that. Please give them to us. You can also uh, give us money. (laughs) Also, Just like throw it out there. But yeah, if you would like to support the production of this podcast, you can also find us on Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash the gig is up ph, where you can give us a one-time tip of minimum one US dollar, which is like what is what's the conversion rate right now? Like 49 pesos? It's it's basically 50 pesos. You wanna give us 50 pesos? Um, and on that note, we like to thank our one and only donor, my great friend Miguel Woo! Fernando, a friend to the pod. <laughs> great Thank guy. you, man. Um, if you guys give us a tip, you will also receive a shout out on the podcast. Now. Yeah, we'll mention you by name. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for joining us. Great honor. Um, apologies that this episode is uh, coming at you just a little late. We... Uh, promise that we will commit to adhering to our schedule a little more faithfully. Thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Take care in the meantime. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.